Listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast, hosted by Josh Wander. Welcome back to an amazing episode of Bring Them Home. This is Josh Wander. I'm here with Rav Nachman Kahana of Yushalayim Yerakodesh. Welcome, Rav Nachman. I wanted to start off having, I have a question for you. Uh, I don't know if you know Rav Elia Brudny. Rav Elia Brudny is the Rosh Yeshiva, the Mir Yeshiva in Brooklyn. He's a member of the Moetzes Gedola Torah and the Agudas Israel. <laughs> and he made a statement this past week. Um, it was actually having nothing to, do, nothing to do with Israel in particular, but he made this statement, which I thought, and I heard it on another podcast, and I was a little bit uh, shocked because he's not known to be a Zionist. But if I could just play you like a couple seconds of his of his statement, and I would like to yeah. hear your response. Okay. You know, here's a clip from Reb Eli Brudney about how Klal Yisrael should be acting in Golos. If we're not in Eretz Yisrael, we're in Golos. We're aliens. His quote is, if we're not in Eretz Yisrael, we're in Golos, we are aliens. What, what is your response to that? I have a short response. I have a long response. Well, what do you want? <laughs> I'm just curious. I, w- I was a little bit shocked because I didn't expect that from, from the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir Yeshiva in Brooklyn. First of all, your, your action was, was true. This is, uh, his response was a not typical response of someone that was not world. Not world. But let me give you my uh, long response. And actually, not just what he said, but the implications of his words. What does it really mean when you test it out in, in real life? What is he saying? <clears throat> in our Pasha, uh, it says twice, Noah performed everything which Hashem told him. Twice it says. The first time Rashi brings that, was, what is the thing that he did that Hashem Shiva commanded, he built the ark. That was not a very, that was not a small feat. 120 years it took. The second time it says, he asked, No, did it. What did he do? Well, she says, He entered the ark. Now, what did he build the ark if he doesn't intend to enter it? But here is a very interesting thing. It's part of human nature. Uh, I'll start with a, a personal story of mine, which, uh, which can explain why does it mean that Noah entered the ark after he built the ark. <clears throat> this goes back to December 1961. My wife and I had planned to come to Israel in June 1962. Planning, talking about this and that, life proposition, I got everything. In December 1961, we're walking on the east side of New York. We passed a store called Axe Trading Company. Mr. Axe was a wonderful man, and he would sell appliances 
which are good for Israeli, the Israeli electric grid. In Israel, 220 volts, America's 110 volts. I said to my wife, Vega, let's go in and let's buy. He says to me, you mean it's real? In other words, you're playing and plan. Then comes the minute where moment of truth, is it real? I'm going to do it or not? You could have said, well, let's go make a list. Oh, what's the rush for another six months? No. He said, we're going to go in, we're going to buy. That was a moment of truth. Noah had a moment of truth. He built the ark. Who knows? But there will be a flood. There won't be a flood. Hashem will forgive the world. He won't kill the world. Anyway, I'll make the, make the ark. Now he gets the commandment from Hashem to enter. In other words, it's true. He has to come in there. He has to bid farewell to the whole world as he knew it. His relatives, his friends, his whole life. He has to go into this little unseaworthy ship with thousands of animals. Who knows? But turn over. Will it be able to sink? Will it float? And his moment now was, I made it. Am I going to go in or not go in? Noach went in. It was a fight, a conscious fight within him to enter or not enter. Hashem gives to most people, maybe to everybody, his moment of truth that defines what he is in this world, what he is in the next world. The test is, would you sacrifice to reach your potential? Or you take the low road, the easy road, live and die and be forgotten. And each person has that moment of truth. We find in the Torah, two people had their moment of truth and they failed miserably. One was Lot, Avmavino's nephew. The other was Yishmael, Avmavino's son. You know the story when Avmavino came back from Egypt, a battle broke out between Avmavino's shepherds and Lot's shepherds because both were very, very wealthy. And they started going to part their ways. And Lot decided he's going to go by the fertile area of Storm and Moab and the other three cities. He didn't know who they were exactly, he just knew the area is very, very rich. And he goes there. After a while, there's a world war international war between one nation that came from the east from Iraq and that area and they destroyed and they captured the five kings of the cities of stone together with Lot. Armavino has his nephew's been captured. He brings together his 318 Tamidim or soldiers and they make a war on the four kings and he frees the people of Sodom, the king and his nephew Lot. The coming Torah gives a description. The king of Rome goes to Armavino and he's just to thank him for what he did. At that moment, Lot is standing there with his uncle. He has a choice. This is his moment of truth. Will I go back with my uncle for a life of spirituality and become his heir? Or will I go back to Rome to the good life that I live there? He has this moment of truth, he's got to decide, and that's second. And Lot decides to go back 
this dome. At that moment, he cuts off every spiritual connection with his uncle, and certainly no claim terror to sell. He's out of the picture. Yishmael had his moment of truth. Abba Avinu was told by Hashem to take his son Yitzhak to bind him and sacrifice him on Mount Maria. Now, the Torah tells us that who went on the journey from Hebron to Shalim, Avram, obviously, Yitzhak, and Narim, two lads, as would be. As I'll say, one was Yishmael, the other was Elias. And the coming, they ended the ridge. Interesting, when you come from the south, from Hebron to Shalim, they saw the place, Temple Mount, from far. The first place that you can see the Temple Mount is in the area of Ramon and Atsif. There's a promenade there. You see the Temple Mount right on the palm of your hand, about two kilometers in a straight line. Amadina goes and he sees the Temple Mount. Then Amadina says to Ishmael, You sit here, watch the animals, and I'm going to, eat, so I'm going to pray at Mount Atahara. At that moment, Ishmael had his moment of truth. He could have said, wait, Abba, I'm the older one. I'm the one more educated. I'm the one who's supposed to be the sacrifice to Hashem, not Yitzhak. No, what he chose, he didn't choose the state of Abba to take me. He chose to stay with the donkeys. And by this, he eradicated and abrogated every connection of Medina's spirituality and something not terror to say. But the robber is saying from Mir Yeshiva, he's looking around and he saw what the situation is today in America. Who knows that's going to be November 3rd? The security people are worried. There could be total chaos. There could be cities burned down or not. In any event, Eretz Israel, something happened here. We're going to be one day the richest country in the world. The Arab countries realize that their future is tied in with Eretz Israel. Pipelines coming from the Persian Gulf and railroads and shipping and this. And the richest, richest country in the world. America's going down and we're going up. And every Jew in America has his moment of truth at this second. Am I going to go? Close my business, sell my house, and come home there to sell? Or, no, it's not for me. I'm too much attached. I can't go. My kids have to go to school. have to finish high school. And no, uh, the same time we'll talk about it five years from now. No. The moment of truth is now when you're listening to me. If you say to your wife, we're going, now you'll be saved. You and your children and grandchildren in your future. If you say, no, not exactly, forget it. You're lost. And your destiny will be the destiny of the going in America. I wish all of you to make the right choice. Last, people like, last week, you mentioned yeah. something about Hashem winnowing out the undesirable Jews in the exile, and some people were shocked and offended by this statement. Uh, I know you never hold back punches, but uh, what is an undesirable Jew? What, how does Hashem decide who to winnow out? First of all, let me say, I've been offended many times by people that doesn't bother me at all. If you're a man, you take it. What do you mean you're offended? Well, what do you mean you're a little girl? 
That's the truth. You don't like it? Okay. You have your choice. The, in the word in Hebrew, a pessimistic is up to me, up to me, up to me, Adam, up to me. means up to me. My life is up to me. It's your choice. Your choice. You want to save yourself and your children? Look out, I'll offend you. So what? I'm telling you the truth. You know what offends the person the most? A mirror. Go to the mirror and be most offended what you see. But that's what the truth is. Anyway, that's what it is. The two things that you have on the the weighing that way one against another. To come back home like the rabbi and the Mary Yeshiva said so surprisingly because a smart man and he sees he's the writing on the wall. I came here almost 60 years ago. Life was ups and downs, difficulties. As they have years, which which are very difficult. There are here. You don't ask a person how long you've been in Israel, and you ask how many wars have you been in Israel. But what? A life. You look back. What did I do? Take a look at your children. Deep in Avat Eretz Israel and Torah, you say, take a look what I did. I did something in my life. But the moment of choice, moment of truth is now, this second. You're going to come. You're going to contact Nevish Benefish. We're going to contact, uh, I'm going to contact the Jewish agents. They're going to contact the, the producer of this wonderful program. You're coming home. That's wonder. But do it. Do it. Do it now. Shabbat Shalom. Before the flood overtakes us again in the world. Shalom. Thank you so much. Shabbat Shalom. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Bring Them Home Aliyah podcast. If you identify with our message, please subscribe and tell your friends about us too. You can leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps us grow. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For sponsorship opportunities and for all other inquiries, please email us at bringthemhomeisrael at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.israeltorah.org for more content on this vital topic.